I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. The Young Women Program of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has impacted the lives of millions around the world. Young women from 182 nations have participated in this program during the past 150 years. President Bonnie H. Corden, Young Women General President, joins us to talk about an important history point in the Young Women's Organization and how that will serve as a hinge point for the future of women around the world. President Corden, thanks for joining us today. Well, it's a joy to be with you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so 150 years of the Young Women's Program of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, you have been part of this organization and recognize its history. Uh, but tell us, what is the purpose of the Young Women's Program? Well, I think if we just put it in a nutshell, at the heart of all we do in Young Women's, it's our desires that they have an unshakable faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm and a sure knowledge of their divine identity as a daughter of God. Mm. And, and in a, a very challenging world, a complex world, I think, very hard to navigate for a lot of young women today. Uh, and I want to talk about that a little more as we as we go along. Uh, but I want to go back to kind of the beginning, 150 years ago. That's uh, There aren't very many organizations that have that kind of history. Uh, but the original purpose uh, had this funky word in there, retrenchment. And uh, Brigham Young seemed to use that uh, as it was a retrenchment from all that was bad in the world. But it was also something to propel young women forward into all that was good and to really realize their own potential. And don't you love that back then, 150 years ago, we're still Mm. doing that today. Mm. And the hope is that we will grab hold all that is good and all that is positive and that we can know who we are. And so back then, it all started with the railroad, you Mm. know, as things were coming into their lives. And we realize that even now, so many things come into young people's lives that they get a choice to choose, especially as we know with our social media and all the different things that bombard our youth, the message to choose good and to grab hold of that which will build and strengthen. As as you look at trying to influence young women around the world, again, 180 plus countries, uh, that has to be a, a daunting task as a leader. You know, it's really a joyful task. I would use the word joy because every time you meet any of these young women, the joy and the energy and what they can accomplish is just astounding. And so as we collectively think of all of these young women, it truly is a ray of sunshine. But individually, we have learned so much of how they are striving and lifting and becoming more like the Savior but they're doing it in a way that also looks outward Mm. and they're helping others. And as they're learning how to help others, it's strengthening who they are and it's strengthening their voice. Yeah. So many young people today, especially young women do feel disconnected in this hyper connected world, Mm -hmm. uh, especially during a pandemic, more and more are feeling disconnected uh, either from who they are individually or a family or a community. How is young women's uh, reaching out and creating those connection points? It's an excellent point and a huge problem because connections and identity and who we are 
is at the core of who we are. And right now that's been a challenge. But that is what we focus on on Young Women's is who are we? Mm. And that as we step out and help somebody else, there is an interesting power that comes through service. We learn who we are. And as these young women are intentional about finding out who the Savior is and going about and doing good like the Savior did, then they're finding out more about him, but also understanding more about themselves and it's strengthening who they are. So important. Uh, A real hallmark of your leadership and your time as president of the Young Women's Organization uh, is this idea of invitations, of inviting young women in uh, to learn, to grow, uh, and to serve. And as part of this 150th anniversary, you've issued a few invitations. We have. So in May 27th of this year, 2020, started the 150th anniversary of the organization. And with that, we extended an invitation to do 150 of something. We were astounded throughout the world what these young women are doing. 150 of service, 150 of searching the scriptures for names of Christ, 150 ways to lift their family, you know, going out into the community, you name it. I I cannot even give you a glimpse if I could possibly. I would invite you, here's an invitation, to actually search out what have the young women been doing, 150 ways of what and how have they blessed lives. And I think you're going to find that your life is blessed as you search that out. Yeah, and I have to tell you, I actually got a preemptive invite. Mm. Uh, When I got home from work very late last night, there was a package sitting at my house, and it was from the daughter of my niece. So this is another generation Mm -hmm. uh, who lives up in the Northwest here in the United States and uh, nine-year-old. So she's not even in the Young Women's program yet, but uh, with her grandma, uh, who's always been in Young Women's, uh, they came together and did 150 hours of sewing. Oh, my goodness. And they felt that because of the pandemic, there were too few hugs around. And so they created Huggy Monsters. Oh my God. And so I have a Huggy Monster. So I have been a beneficiary of your invitation uh, to these great young women around the world to engage in, in unique ways, inspiring ways. And uh, tell me, as you, as you travel around the world, obviously less in the pandemic, but prior to that, uh, as you see young women in various parts of the world engage in these principles, how do you see that impact their lives and their communities? Well, as young women at young ages start to learn that they can lead and that they can have an opportunity to be a voice and that they can lift someone else, we learn line upon line, one step at a time. And these young women are learning how to be aware of others. They're learning how to stand up and conduct a meeting. They're learning how to connect virtually with an agenda and make something Mm -hmm. happen. So they are learning all those skills that many of us don't learn until we're 18, 19 and into our careers. But they are having an opportunity to really put their arms around others. And so leadership and strength comes as you have that confidence that you can make a difference. And these young women, because they are centering their lives on the Savior Jesus Christ, what did the Savior do? He went about and did good. He had his eyes open and he strived to make others people's lives better and that's what the young women are doing but they're also taking their own personal lives and having their own personal time to pray Mm. study their scriptures and so their depth of character increases as they study more about our savior and what that looks like 
in their yeah. lives. Oh, so I we're grateful that. for them. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I want to come back a little bit to this uh, idea around uh, the challenges that many young women face in the world today. Uh, the challenges of social media, uh, of expectation, of being the perfect everything uh, from the way they look to the way they dress to the way they perform in school. Uh, and so many are feeling that disconnected or that discouragement, depression, uh, and all of those things. How is the Young Women's Program trying to help young women around the world uh, be better able to adapt to the challenges they face? Well, that is a real challenge, and the social media has enhanced that comparison that is innate sometimes in yeah. some of us <laughs> as we see someone else at their very best, and we know our very worst. Very worst. <laughs> but the Young Women's Program helps them understand who they are, their identity. It helps them understand that they do have a purpose here on this earth. There is a purpose for why they are here and that they also belong. There is a belonging. With all of their unique talents and interests, they belong. And as we understand who we are, we do things differently. As we understand really what our purpose is, it strengthens the day-to-day. And really our purpose for young women's is a huge word, the work of salvation and exaltation. Our our dear prophet has said, you are part of this battalion to gather. And so what does it mean to gather? These young women are here so that they have an opportunity to bless the lives of other people and share light of the Savior to their friends and family in ways that are uniquely theirs. Yeah. And so each one of us has a purpose to move the light of Christ forward. Yeah. Well, as you look at celebrating this 150th anniversary, again, an extraordinary milestone. There just aren't that many organizations that survive that long. Uh, this is an organization that has thrived that long uh, and uh, is really looking to do what is next. You often uh, reference light uh, in many of your addresses to the young women. Uh, you even talk about an experience you had where your light wasn't quite as focused as, uh, as maybe it could have or should have been. Uh, but what is it about the members of the Young Women's Organization in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that allows them to be a light in a ever-increasingly dark world? Light, and as we refer to light, we are also referring to the opportunity to become more like the Savior. And the Savior brings light into our life because we understand what our purpose is here on this earth. And these young women, they have an opportunity to minister, to love, to lift others around them. And so we use that as they are sharing that love and that light of Christ. As we know that Christ said, I am the light and love of the world. And the light that you will hold up, I will be that light. And so the young women, as they share their love of the Savior and what brings them joy, Our young women have joy. Why? Because they're living the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even though the world is whirling around them, and there is an ever-darkening part of the world, but because of their love and their joy, people are attracted to, why do you have such joy in your life, even in hard times? And so we're grateful for each one of these young women as they are an example to all of us and that they're teaching all of us how to do things with a fresh and new look as they are simply living the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, love that, love that. Uh, I I think there are so many organizations that are trying to figure out how to improve communities, improve neighborhoods and societies. 
uh, and many of them are kind of flailing about the the edges. But your organization seems to be centered in the the heart of it. That if they understand who they are as a young woman, uh, how they treat others is different. How they contribute to their community is different. What can the uh, other organizations around the world learn from the young women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints? Well, the young women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they are young women that act and that lead and that love. And as they go forward, we hope that they become ever-increasing light, as we say, to other communities. And hopefully we can link arms and um, strengthen this world and strengthen families and strengthen all that is good in our societies. We are just grateful for the youth of the church. I mean, as you sit with young people... As I listen to them, I think one of the things that I have loved about our young women is I listen louder than I speak. Mm. Wonderful insights come as they tell me what they're seeing because they see it in a little bit more unique and different way than I've been seeing it because of just their experience. As we listen to them and even asking their opinion, they're finding that they do have an important voice and that they can be part of the solution to some of the things that ails our society. So I would say that we don't hesitate to ask you, what are your thoughts? What should we do? As we do that, we're going to find that we're going to have some new ideas, and we will be astounded at what we learn as they move forward this world in a more bright and ever-increasing kind way. Love that. Uh, Coming up on November 15th, you're going to celebrate this 150th anniversary of the Young Women's Organization. Uh, Tell us what you have planned for that. This is going to be an exciting time. It's kind of a culminating event of all of the invitations that we've had since May 27th. We'll have an opportunity to really celebrate young women. Of course, we're going to look at the history and realizing that we are standing on the shoulders of so many that have gone before. But we will notice that there's a similar pattern. Back then, the purpose was to do good and embrace that which will move us forward. And that who are we? We are daughters of a heavenly parents. What is our purpose? Our purpose is to let our light so shine so others can know the Savior Jesus Christ and that we all belong. And so we'll see that that has followed throughout history. But you will see a showcase of young women, which will just represent all of the goodness of these young girls throughout the world. There'll be music. There'll be laughter. Um, I think you'll find a few tears, so make sure you have a tissue at hand. But I think we'll all, each one of us will be inspired, maybe in a personal way. And so you might want a piece of paper and a pencil there and write down some of the inspirations and impressions that you might have. President Bonnie Corden, uh, the Young Women's General Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we thank you for joining us today. It's an extraordinary organization. Uh, Your leadership uh, has led many millions of young women around the world uh, to to do good, to be good, and to become better and make their places where they live and work uh, even brighter. We We thank you for being with us today. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. 
I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.